Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And Miss Judy Francis is right now screening your calls toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. And when I say screening, I really don't, we let anybody on the air here, so she's not really screening. She's finding out what you want to talk about, what kind of animal you have, and who you need to talk to. On the show today, get ready. If you're a college student or about to go to college, there's a college in Florida that allows you to take your pets to college. They they not only allow you to, but they embrace it. They encourage you to bring your pets to college. And I would think that that you could study better if you knew your pet was yeah, there. Yeah, come back after a long day and have your cat there laying, waiting on the bed and cuddle with it. Oh, yeah, that would just be yeah. so awesome. Yeah. So we're going to find out more about that. Also on the show today, a real-life pet detective. We're not talking any kind of Ace Ventura here, although, <laughs> you know. <laughs> this pet detective, she uses all the techniques that uh, the police department might use to find a person, a missing person, to find your pets, and she's made a career out of it, and she'll be up with us in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Lori, in the newsroom, what are you working on for this hour? Well, uh, thinking about the the health of everybody now, we hear that this could be a record year for ticks. And what's really, really bad about that, besides how creepy they are when they bite you or get on your pets, is that there is a new tick-borne virus Oh, that really? is out there this year. Yeah. Have you heard about that, Doctor Debbie? Yeah, I think it's a it's more of a human disease than anything else, though. I don't know if uh, it's transmissible to pets, um, but if the ticks are on your pet, that would be a concern. Yes. You get transferred to you from that. Yeah. Yeah. If okay. your dog brings ticks into the house, they could get you. Well, that's on the way in just a couple of minutes. Let's go to the phones for your calls. Toll free at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. And this portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Vetra Science. Yeah, summer. It's just right around the corner. You can almost taste it. Well, smell it. It's there. You you know what I mean. And you're probably pretty excited about it, too. But is your pet, you know, for them, it means fireworks and lightning, all kinds of noises like that. Talk about anxiety. No one likes to see their furry best friend trembling in the corner. That's where Composure Supplement Chews from VetraScience comes in. And we go to Jude. Hi, Jude. Hi, how are you? Good. Where are you today? I am in Venice, California. Oh, what a beautiful place that is. Yes. Well, I have the whole team here for you. What do you have? Okay. Well, this is uh, for Dr. Debbie. Um, it, it, it's a couple issues going on here, and it's um, regarding a cat losing weight and also because we. Um, I'm a little bit nervous about the fact that we gave them this Revecto, which is really for dogs. Um, okay. To bite off fleas. A um, couple, uh, well, I guess it was a little over a year ago, we did it the first time because this vet said, this is fine. We have four cats. Cut it up into uh, into four, and, and they'll be fine. Uh, and we did that, and it uh, seemed to, to work for three months, um, and it was the size for 44 to 88 pounds. Um, okay. no, I didn't notice any side effects, so we did it again in November. Um, uh and then around that time, I did notice one of my cats getting getting skinny, uh, you know, losing weight kind of very quickly. And uh, he, he's gone down from like uh, it was 12.4 pounds, and he's nine pounds now. Uh, and then this last time that uh, they prescribed the, uh, uh, the the flea pill, that Brevecto, okay. I just noticed after the fact that they didn't do the same size. They put 88 to 123 pounds of the dog, and that made me nervous of going to something that's for a larger dog. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I, I've, I've been nervous all along to use it, but my uh, my significant other had wanted to save money and, and go with this, so I I, okay. I went with the, the best recommendation. But I'm, I'm nervous because of the cat losing weight uh, and the fact that no one noticed that this was not the right the same size that they gave mm-hmm. before for the flea. Yeah. Okay. And so, I mean, you said the kitty's losing weight. Are there any other symptoms that you're seeing? It, well, that's more throwing up, it, it does look like. Um, okay. and, and I'm assuming, you know, it, it, since not always catching who it is, but I'm assuming it, it's him that's doing most of the throwing up. Okay. Um, and he, he's always been kind of a messy eater, likes to like grab a mouthful of, full of food, take it out of the bowl, put it on the floor, and then eat off the floor. And I notice he's being a little pickier about what he's eating there because we usually mix a couple types of food, and uh, he's uh, you know picking out the ones he wants and leaving a lot more on the floor um, of what he doesn't want to eat. And that's mm-hmm. that's not what he he used to do. He used to eat eat everything and not be so picky about the food. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, okay. So we have two questions kind of here that within this one call, and the first thing is Brevecto is. Um, as the oral form, the pill or the chewable form, it is labeled for dogs. Right. Um, there is a topical product for cats, and from what I'm told by reps is that it's mostly because palatability of the the dog product. You can't always be consistent, you know, knowing that a cat's going to take it. So with cats, we'll put it in a topical formula. Okay. So, you know, there are veterinarians that use the dog Brevecto at a scaled down version. And the important thing is to make sure the dosage is correct. And I think that would be important, you know, to confirm with a veterinarian that you, that you use, um, as to the size, the weight of the kitties and the size of the pill that was broken down. Okay. Um, many cases, it may be a matter of a fourth or, you know, a sixth of a pill, um, that veterinarians, um, may say to take the dog side and scale that down to the kitty size. Okay. So what they're doing isn't unusual. It's what we call off-label, so it's not the way that the oral medication went through FDA approval, but the drug reps as well as veterinarians you know, across the country have found that, yeah, we can use this in cats, but we just need to make sure we're conscious of the safety factors when it comes to the size and the weight and all of that. Okay. But when I hear of a kitty who's losing weight and vomiting, um, I am more apt to go looking for more of a medical cause. And um, I don't want to say it's not the flea product that you're using, but I would tend to say, I think there's something more to the story here. And I would really look into your kitty's overall health. And that might mean, you know, checking some lab work on the kitty. Um, well, and, uh, and we did do that, which... Um the, the strange thing is they, they're saying everything uh, came out normal. I mean, it, I don't understand a lot of the, the descriptions of these things on of the tests that they did, but it was blood tests that are supposed to be for everything from pancreas, thyroid, heartworm, mm-hmm. um, all, all kinds of blood work, and everything supposedly is normal. But, I mean, I, I just look at them, and, it, 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 and it's like, that's not the way he was and, and yeah. none of the others have lost any weight it's, it's just just strange i, I mean i yeah. don't i don't know i of okay. course i tend to well, worry about did- a lot <laughs> Yeah, and so blood work is a, a good good first step. So if if all of that truly looked good, and the things that when I hear of a kitty vomiting and losing weight, I do check their thyroid, and I would want their thyroid level below two point five. I would like to make sure that their protein levels in their blood are normal, that their kidney values are normal, um, the liver is okay. So if all of that comes back looking normal, we can still have cats that lose weight for various reasons, and and that's when we start to look internally. So problems like inflammatory bowel disease um, in cats can cause 
causes them to gradually lose weight and also sometimes have these different GI symptoms, not eating, vomiting, sometimes diarrhea. Um, so that might be the next direction where I would kind of advise you to, to seek um, looking into that because if he is, you know, dropping weight and in not in a good way, um, you know, then I would definitely, you know, go, go looking in that direction as well. Uh, yeah, they, they suggested and gave him a, a vitamin B12 injection, saying something mm-hmm. about it. It mm-hmm. looked like he, he wasn't absorbing B12 or something like that. Does, ah, um, okay. It would, yeah, does that, that sound like anything particular? Yeah. Not really. So if we're worried that a kitty has low uh, vitamin B12, um, cobalamin, um, that goes along with GI disease, so gastrointestinal disease. And that kind of sets us up for things like inflammatory bowel disease, um, where we can have uh, inflammation anywhere within the digestive tract. We can also, kitties sometimes can cross over from inflammatory bowel disease into um, lymphoma, which is actually a form of cancer. So um, if they're worried that his B12 levels are low, then yeah, I would definitely go looking into his digestive tract as the next step. So that might be x-rays, it might be ultrasound, and sometimes we actually have to biopsy to really know what we've got going on in there. But there are definitely different strategies and medications that we can um, use and get into if we are suspicious that a kitty has this kind of problem. Okay, and I and I think I remember her saying that yes, they may be recommended in ultrasound. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. like yeah. the next good step. Okay, well, right. um, so uh, okay, you've you've made me feel better then, I guess about those uh, those pills, but uh, I'm gonna have them double check that size that they gave us. <laughs> yeah, just a good measure. But yeah, I think we can kind of hopefully scratch that off the list and move on to looking into things further. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thanks. My pleasure. Thanks, Jude. You know, you told us for years, Dr. Debbie, don't uh, don't use flea medication prescribed for a dog for, for a cat. And Yes, I know. And now I'm telling you otherwise, but it really depends on the product. It truly does. So um, now, always, when- always with veterinary direction. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't a veterinarian have a product for cats normally? Yeah, but um, you know, I think what he kind of mentioned was that um, he had um, the pill form in many cats. So the idea was that, hey, we can take this one pill and break it up into several doses for many cats versus having to buy, you know, five cats, um, you know, their own medication. Aww. So um, I, I can see the strategy, and sometimes you know, finances do help us make these decisions. So it's not a not a wrong one to do. Okay, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to talk to Dr. Debbie. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by VetraScience. Let this summer be stressless for your pets with the help of Composure by VetraScience. From Glycoflex to multivitamins, your pets will thank you for VetraScience supplements. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, Animals are people too. U.S. Border Patrol agents recently detained an Arizona driver when drug-sniffing dogs reacted to the smell of marijuana in his car. The dogs were right. A small amount of marijuana was found, and when the agents asked the driver if he had anything else they should know about, he admitted, yes, he did have an alligator. Sure enough, there was a live four-foot alligator stuffed into his suitcase. The driver was arrested on drug charges, and the alligator, who was in good shape, although wrinkled, I bet, was released to the Arizona Game and Fish Department. Maybe with all that pot smoking, he thought he was carrying an alligator bag. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people, too. Animal Radio. 
This is Animal Radio, baby. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Red Barn canned food for cats and dogs is grain and gluten free. Hi, this is Joyce Hewitt on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your animals. Thank you. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 866 405 8405. You found us. We are Animal Radio, and we celebrate the connection with your pets. We'll go back to the phones for your calls for Dr. Debbie and Joey Volani in just a couple of seconds. The number is toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. And if you just want to check in, you know, let's say you just want to say hello, whatever, we'd love to hear from you. Or if your pets want to talk to the dogs, you know. Ladybug's on standby. She is on standby. In a few minutes, we're going to have Robert Samaro on. He'll have five reasons you should adopt a cat. Oh, I can think of more than five. Really? How's he going to narrow it down? I was thinking that would be hard to find five reasons. <laughs> to ad- No, that's not true. Uh, but he'll be on in just a couple of minutes with that. Also, in a few minutes, we're going to talk to Tanya Womack. And her title is she's the staff coordinator for pet life at Eckerd College. This is a college for humans. And apparently they allow pets. And you might have even seen some of the viral videos online of a pet graduation that they had at this human college. I I did. That was so awesome. I need to know more. So we're (laughs) going to get her on the phones in just a couple of minutes. Of course, uh, we hear the story all the time of Dr. Debbie. You uh, Pets weren't allowed there in your college, but you snuck them on anyway, right? Oh, yes, yes. And I had friends that had rabbits they hid. Um, (laughs) Yes, I I went to a little bit more unusual extreme. but uh. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say that I did that. Uh, I've snuck animals into hotels before. Oh, I've done that, yeah. yeah, yeah. But not into college. A little tough to do that. Lori, what are you working on? What do you have coming up in about 10 minutes? Uh, trying to, for a guy like yourself, Hal, it's probably easy, decoding cat feelings by, by looking at them. So when a cat <laughs> will tilt its head and then it looks to the right or if it's looking to the left, those mean two different things. Okay. And I'll tell you what they are. Uh, that's mm. just a few minutes right here. Let's go to the phones. And let's go to Mulaney. Hi, Mulaney. What a pretty name. How are you? <laughs> thank you. I'm well. Thank you. Well, you guys. Where are you calling from today? San Francisco. Where? San Francisco. Francisco. Oh, San Francisco. Okay. Well, I have the whole team here for you. What's going on? Yay. So I have a um, one-year-old dog. He's a mix. Um, uh, German Shepherd and Foxhound. And uh, so it's crazy about food, but he's not interested in his dry food uh, for a while. And um, and now, 10 days, he gained 8 pounds, and uh, he's not eating much. Hmm. Okay. Is his belly changing in size? Is it getting yes. bigger? His belly is huge. Um, oh, dear. Bloated. Okay. And is he pooping? Very little. Very little okay. because he's not eating much. Mm, okay. And you said he's a year of age? Yes. 
Okay. All right. So if he is getting belly, his belly is getting big and he's looking bloated, this is really a situation where I'm going to tell you, you need to get him to a veterinarian. Um, because especially if he's not eating and he's still getting bigger, there is something really wrong going on in his abdomen. So the things that I would look at, um, and the concerns I'd have is that, you know, we might have some fluid that could be building up. Um, the other thing would be is if there's some kind of intestinal blockage of some format. Um, but yeah, that is never a good thing to have the belly getting bigger when we're not eating. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm going right. to encourage you right. right away to get him to the veterinarian and get an x-ray taken. Right. I, I spoke to a vet and then he, he suggested changing his diet, like, um, mixing it with broth and uh, those roll foods, like those, I use it for treats, but he, he suggested just mixing it all. So I, I, I've been doing that for a couple of days, and he, he's interested on the, on the treats um, mm-hmm. or any other food like chicken, you know, any other food yeah. that's not the dry food, he, he is interested. And he's, you know, he's fine running um, and all of that. So, okay, I'll... um, Yeah, I would definitely. And I I don't think I would encourage you to keep playing with his diet in any way. From what you've told me, that's that's beyond where I'd tell you, hey, try something else at home. Um, But, you know, the interesting thing that your, your call brings up is that a lot of times dogs will stop eating dry food first. So when they start to have a change in appetite, you know, they'll eat the canned food. Yeah, they're going to eat the chicken off the table we give them, and they're going to eat those pepperoni treats. So if you kind of think about it, it's kind of like, you know, what's the last thing I'm going to not want to eat if I'm not feeling well? Maybe like vanilla ice cream might be the last thing I would just say. (laughs) I don't feel good. I am not going to eat that. But, you know, I'm going to pass up on that, you know, you know, I don't know about that meatloaf and those vegetables. You know, I might not eat those things first. I'm going to hold out for the really good stuff. And that is not uncommon. So um, knowing that and still knowing he's eating something, it still is troubling that he's you know not eating some of the base things that normally he does. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah, please get him to the veterinarian and let me know what they come up with. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks, Melanie. Okay. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Lori, what else do you have coming up for this hour? Well, we have a, a great story. There is a, a special prisoner program in Arizona where they are saving dogs and cats and even horses sometimes. Okay, that's on the way. We're also going to talk to pet detective Jamie Katz. And if your pet is ever lost, you'll want to know this lady because she will help you find it and she will help you find it fast. This healthy serving of Animal Radio is brought to you by the grain-free Red Barn Naturals canned food for dogs and cats. Always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. Learn more over at RedBarnInc.com. And thanks, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hi, this is Brandon McMillan on Animal Radio, and be sure to adopt and not shop. All dogs should eat a pH-balanced alkaline diet. An alkaline diet reduces health risks and can also reduce scratching, shedding, and hot spots. So does this mean you need to check your dog's pH balance? No, because canine caviar has created the first and only alkaline dog food that is pH balanced. It also has the highest metabolized calories. What does this mean? Your dog needs to eat less. 
Get a healthier dog and save money with Canine Caviar products. Find them at your local pet supply store or online at caninecaviar.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Fear Free. Fear Free takes the pet out of petrified and puts the treat into treatment. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit fearfreepets.com. I'm Lori Brooks. Scientists have a double shot of bad news about ticks for this year. They say there is a new and potentially fatal tick-borne illness called Powassan. And this summer, to make it really bad, looks like it might be one of the worst on record years for an increase in the tick population. The Centers for Disease Control say tick-borne illnesses are on the rise. And prevention should be on everyone's mind now through the early fall when ticks are most active. Powassan, if you haven't heard of it, is a virus that can be transmitted through a tick bite. And although it's rare, it has been spreading and more cases are likely this year. It's been confirmed in 10 states already. Signs and symptoms of Powassan can include a fever, headache, vomiting, weakness, confusion, seizures, even memory loss and long-term neurological damage can also occur, according to the CDC. Now, there's no vaccine to prevent the disease, and there's, in fact, not even a specific treatment for it yet. But people who contract a severe case of Powassan often need to be hospitalized so they can get help with breathing and medication to reduce swelling in the brain. The best prevention, though, as always, is avoiding ticks. It's prevention, and they say that may be harder to do this year because of the mild winter we had, which has led to such a huge increase in all the ticks around. Powassan has already been confirmed in 10 states, and since the late 1900s, the number of reported cases of Lyme disease in the U.S., Lyme, of course, also spread by ticks, has tripled. And the number of counties in the Northeast and Upper Midwest that are considered very high risk for Lyme disease has increased by more than 300%. If you're thinking, we didn't talk about your pets because this is animal radio, of course, pets transport ticks and they can become very dangerous for everybody that way. But so far, they say there is no uh, no known signs or ways that uh, Powassan is affecting pets except for a tick bite but not a disease at this point. The Interior Department welcomed a new breed of visitor to its Washington headquarters last month. A visitor with four legs covered with fur and on a mission to boost morale at the agency in charge of public lands. The very first of the very large federal agencies to go dog-friendly opened its doors to 85 dogs on a special day last month. On that first doggy day, Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke's energetic Havanese named Ragnar raced around his office, sniffing reporters and uh, the acting deputy chief of staff's English lab named Daisy. Zinke, by the way, he's the boss, gets to bring Radnar to the office most days, but he hopes that another doggy day scheduled for September will catch on within the government and become a regular fixture at the Interior Department and all of its offices across the United States. Well, cats are always uh, a picture of mystery, you know, 
cats, and you know, it can be very difficult to read, especially when you compare them to dogs. But a team of scientists in the UK is uh, helping us out in that area after analyzing the expressions of 29 cats in an animal shelter. In the study that they did, they observed the changes in the cat's expression, both with and without humans standing nearby. Scared cats can be recognized by their excessive blinking or half-blinking. And they also say scared cats tend to tilt their heads a bit and look to the left. Hmm. Now, cats that are more relaxed, they say, exhibit pretty much the same behavior, except relaxed cats tilt their head and will look more to the right side. <laughs> That's an angry cat. It yeah. would have flat ears and maybe do a little hissing after that. And the, the tail would be wagging wildly. <laughs> yes. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Fear Free. The veterinarian isn't typically thought of as your pet's favorite place to go. With Fear Free, that all changes. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit fearfreepets.com. Hi, friends. This is Dr. Marty Becker, America's veterinarian. As you know, going to the vet can be a traumatic experience for your pet, but it doesn't have to be that way. In fact, vet visits can be something your pet looks forward to. Introducing Fear Free. When your veterinarian is Fear Free certified, you will be assured your pet's vet visit is more free of fear, anxiety, and stress than ever before. Fear Free takes the pet out of petrified, and it puts the treat into treatment. To find a certified Fear Free veterinarian near you, go to fearfreepets.com. Oh, what did he say? He said, we're all across the USA, the most listened to pet show today. Animal Radio, we're everywhere you go. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405. I believe we have Helen on the phone for Dr. Debbie. Hi, Helen. How are you doing? I'm doing real good. Just want to let you know, I might lose you. I'm on my cell out in the middle of Texas. Okay. Here, so. Well, I'll tell you what. Let, let's get you right to the doctor immediately. So just in case we lose you, you'll get your answer, okay? What's up with, with your animals? Well, I have a two-year-old Scotty, and she's a good little girl. She's the best dog in the world, but she gets excited. She piddles all over. Ooh. Oh. And she's been doing this since she was old, eight weeks old, and we're wondering if there's anything we can do to prevent it. Okay. Can you tell me in the situations when when she's doing that, what triggers that? Uh, meeting strangers, that's about the biggest trigger right there. Now, I do that, okay. too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was a big deal, but... Well, I'm excited to get this question, Helen, because this is actually um, a very common problem. And uh-huh. we see it in a lot of dogs. Most commonly, we see it in puppies. Um, and they tend to kind of grow out of it. But um, at two years of age, if that behavior is there, you know, we're going to have to battle this. And there are there's basically two reasons why this happens in dogs. Um, one of the reasons is that they're just excited. And we call them excitement urinators. <laughs> and then in other pets, it's actually a way that they're displaying submission. So if this is happening more when people are coming into the home and it happens right when they're walking to the front door and, um, you know, she gets excited and it's all a big event, that's probably more of just an emotional excitement type thing. And that's there's definitely ways we can work with that. That's yeah. what you think it is? 
that, that's what I, I would say. So, because she'll go right up to people, and as soon as her little tail starts wagging, the faster it goes, <laughs> she starts her uh-huh. Yeah, and then splashing the urine all over the place. It's a great greeting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, no. I just had her out in the truck. I took her out for her little break, and she saw a Pomeranian out there while we were out going to the bathroom out there, and she peed all over my shoe. <laughs> oh, we my there. goodness. <laughs> so when she does this, does she kind of roll over? Does she show her belly when this is happening? Nope, not at all. Okay, because that's one way that we can look at the other cause of this is when they're being submissive. Because in the dog world, um, a, a dog that's submissive to another dog tends to kind of show their underbelly. They'll roll over and even urinate a little bit. So in your situation, with this being excitement, this is this is an exciting thing. <laughs> we can work with this. So the hardest thing in the world that I tell my clients when we're fighting this problem is... You need to tame down the greetings when you enter the home, whether it be you coming home from work or someone entering into the home. Um, It's common nature. We all want to go, oh, hi, puppy, puppy, great to see you. But it actually, that's actually kind of perpetuating this behavior because they get excited all the more. We're just kind of Mm -hmm. amping them up, and then the urine flows. So the first thing you want to do is when you come home, you ignore your dog as hard as it is. For five minutes, you go take her straight outside. Don't make eye contact. You're not looking at her. You're not talking to her. Get her to do her potty business. And then after a few minutes, the excitement kind of wears off, and you'll hopefully not find that that will happen at that time. But this is a very hard thing for people to do. Um, Some other dogs we can try, like using a head halter. Um, If you've ever seen those gentle lead harnesses, that's kind of a good thing. Um, And even just kind of practicing some kind of calm commands when you come in. You know, just a quiet sit without getting her all excited. Um, But really that, uh, you know, that that getting them all worked up thing, is that's really what kind of triggers this and feeds that uh, behavior. And probably even with strangers, not let them pet her right away till she settles down and Exactly, and that's what I do is I would tell people when they come to your home, just ignore her. Don't look at her. Don't talk to her. Um, You know, same thing, no eye contact. And if you have to, you can take her outside right as they're entering. But in in many cases, if you just tell and you instruct your friends and family, you know, just don't pay attention to the dog, um, then that's going to be a really good thing. And and you'll want to practice this. So you want to have friends and family members that are in on this kind of help set her up (laughs) so that you can practice this behavior. And it, it, it will work, but it just takes a lot of uh a lot of uh, conditioning in that way. Because right, I guess she's a very ha- happy dog, actually too happy. And I guess that's yeah. the oh. here. We want to yeah. we want to keep the happiness. We just don't want the piddle going everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that's helpful for you. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Don't forget, you can also ask your questions from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Coming up next hour, a real-life pet detective. No Ace Ventura here. This lady, she actually has a PI training that uh, stands for private investigator, by the way. Yeah, I just learned that today. She's been trained to find and investigate people, but she's using her skills to find animals. And she has a pretty good success record. That's coming up next hour. Still to come in just a few minutes, we're going to talk to the Pet Life Coordinator over at Eckerd College. This is a human college in Florida, and they allow pets probably one of the few in the country that allows pets so if you're planning to go to college and you want to bring rover you want to stick around and listen that's coming up next right here on animal radio don't go anywhere you're listening to animal radio if you missed any part of today's show visit us at animalradio.com or download the animal radio app for iphone and android 
We can't tell you why canine caviar is the only alkaline-based dog food, but we can tell you alkaline is proven to minimize the risk of renal failure and pancreatitis, reduce scratching, cellular degeneration, and disease, keeping your furry friend youthful and healthy longer. And those are the reasons we can fit into this short commercial. But by visiting caninecaviar.com, you'll see exactly what we do to make a better food for your dog. Try the one and only alkaline dog food risk-free. Canine Caviar. It's Animal Radio. Hello, how are you? Good, good. Celebrating the connection with our pets toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. We have Tanya Womack on the phone with us. She's the staff coordinator for Pet Life at Eckerd College. So is Eckerd College a pet college or is it a human college? It's actually a human college that, that you can bring your little furry animals with you. Wow, I have never heard of that before. Yeah. I would have loved that. I, I had to hide my pets when I was in uh, in veterinary school as well as undergraduate. I had to hide them. Yes, no hiding necessary here. They can hang out with uh, with everybody on campus. Is it true that you're the first school to allow this? Yes. So our records date back to the early 70s where we have uh, many students that come into campus and they started a small um, pet community here on campus and we've just kind of grown over the years where we just have a plethora of animals from dogs cats birds chinchillas snakes rabbits ferrets um most of what people have consider as pets we have them here on campus so now where are you located uh st petersburg florida yeah right outside of the tampa bay area okay i'm sure there's there's gonna be lots of potential students now wanting to apply <laughs> there uh for this so now have you noticed that students that have their pets with them they actually do better in college think they do i mean what it's pretty cool that you can just have a long day in classes and then when you get home about five or six in the afternoon you can just go to your dorm room you can play with fido or fifi and just have a good time there kind of relax and then go back to your study so we've definitely seen students that have thrived having their animals with them um, here on campus how did this start Oh, well, I wasn't around in the 70s, okay. <laughs> um, but since I've been a part of it, it's just grown where um, students, I mean, that's the good thing about Eckert, students come up with an idea of what they want to have on campus, um, they present it to the administration, and the next thing you know, there's some type of program um, or community here on campus, and that's kind of how it evolves. You know, people bring it to the administration, the administration is supporting it, and over the past few years, we've just seen an increase of students wanting to come to Eckert um, just because of our animal program that we have here. So do they, is there a special dorm set aside for this just for the animals, or are they just integrated throughout all the dorms? They are um, they're a special dorm set aside. So we have um, two apartment-style complexes here on campus, so animals can live throughout those complexes. Um, and then there are other, our other traditional areas, we have either one or two houses within a little cluster, four-house cluster. Um, so every location, anywhere you possibly could live on campus, um, there's somewhere that you can bring an animal. So we have every year we seem to grow even more because of the number of students that are wanting to bring the animals here. What's the strangest animal that you've had on campus? Oh, man. I don't know the strangest, but I think I would say the coolest animal that I've seen so far have was when people bring their ducks. And you have pet ducks, like literally with um, with diapers on, kind of waddling behind people. That's pretty cool to see. And you see someone walking, and there's like two or three ducks just following behind them in a row, which is pretty neat. 
Wow. What do you do about like you know their pet care needs? Do you offer pet uh, daycare or how how does that work out? Do they just have to have their own means of caring for them when they're in class? Well, students have their own means of caring for them, and then they work with their neighbors. That's kind of you're in this community where your next door neighbor might watch your cat um, this time, and then I'll watch your dog next time. So you build a kind of community in your house. Um, but I do know the pet life program that we have that's run by students. Um, they're always trying to figure out ways to figure out this type of need, and so they're they're trying to figure out how they can get a daycare on campus. It's not quite where they want it to be, but that's something that they do envision as a goal of theirs is to actually establish a pet daycare where you can just drop your sure. animals off during the daytime, <laughs> go to class, come back and pick it up. Wow. <laughs> I'd like to work there. <laughs> I think everybody would like to work there. Well, I've never heard of a staff coordinator for pet life at a college before. Are there other colleges doing this that you know of? There are. It's interesting that we have a lot of schools that will actually reach out to us because um, they hear about us and they want to start a program. So we're starting to see an uptick in um, schools. We've we've heard from, like, Setson University in Dillian, Florida. Um, we do know there's Washington and Lee has one, um, but there's – a bunch of I can't name what's top off the top of my head, um, but there are several schools, and they're starting to grow even more because they're hearing about the cool things that we do down here at Eckert. Well, what brought this to my attention was I saw, I believe, a video of a graduation ceremony. Yes. You actually have a graduation <laughs> ceremony for the, the pets? Yes. This is this was our fifth um, year this wow. year, um, and we actually have the animals graduate, so um you know, we whatever has been with you during the four years, or you could have been a two-year student that transferred in, um, or you could have got your animal late in your um, career. You can bring your animal and graduate um, just as if they were spent four years here as well. Yeah, I got to ask you, Doctor Debbie, what animal did you sneak in, and, and how did that work out? Uh, oh well, I had um, a lizard, a fence lizard named Rambo, uh-huh. who I hid in his his cage. I would hide in my closet when the RAs came by, and then they actually saw the the tank. One time, I had it out, and they came through, and they saw the crickets hopping around, and they said, "What? There's no pets allowed." And they thought I had pet crickets. <laughs> <laughs> buried under the substrate in the cage. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm just a vet student, and I'm just really lonely. I miss animals. <laughs> I said, you had a cricket. <laughs> yeah, so she thought I had a pet cricket. Yeah, it was kind awesome. of wacky. Well, this is an incredible story, and, of course, I'm sure it, it draws a lot of attention to the uh, the enrollment there. Right. Yeah. If people want to learn more, if people are interested in enrolling there, where can they go to learn more? Is there a website? Yes, there is. Um, just visit us at www.eckert. E-C-K-E-R-D dot E-D-U. Um, if you go on the website, you'll learn about our missions process, um, our pet life program, everything about the great community, and there's a lot of information out there for you. We'll put all that in. Yeah, go ahead. I'm just going to say, do, do you have to pay extra to bring your pet? Are there any yes, there is, there is a fee, and what that fee um, has is, you know, for our, we have a vet that comes out twice a year to check Ooh. on the animals um, and make sure they're, you know, healthy. If we need to get them any type of extra medication, it also pays for activities. I mean, we have we have a Halloween costume contest for our animals, <laughs> and we have little things that we do just when we do it for the humans. We do it for the animals, so that's what that fee kind of goes to. This is totally awesome. awesome. Yeah. I put all the information over at the website at animalradio.pet if you want to learn more and get the links to anything you've heard on today's show. Tanya, thank you so much for hanging with us. Thank you guys so much. Admit it. You love your dog, and he is part of the family. So when choosing your next vacation, don't forget Fido. With just a little planning, the entire family can enjoy a road trip. To find the best vacation spot for Spot, subscribe to Fido Friendly. 
the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog, where each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, where both you and Fido are welcome. Go online to FidoFriendly.com and find out what all the barking's about. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And there are so many ways to ask Dr. Debbie your questions or Joey Villani. You can ask them from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android. Or right now, you can put those little fingers in the phone and dial 1-866-405-8405. Doesn't cost you a penny. On the other end, Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions. Joey with your grooming questions. And, in fact, we'll go to the phones. Pick a line out, Judy, and we'll go there next. Three. Okay. This hour, hold on line three. This hour, we're going to talk to a pet detective. This is a young lady who makes a living looking for pets that may have been lost or stolen. That's awesome. I didn't know you could make a living at something like that. Well, she's the real deal now. She, I believe she has dogs that help her. And uh-huh. I believe that she has a training as a human private investigator. So oh. she, she does the whole deal. And I didn't realize so many animals were stolen, but we're going to find out about that and how to keep your pet from being stolen. That's coming up in about 20 minutes right here on Animal Radio. Lori, what are you working on for this hour? Oh, you're going to love this. Uh-huh. Um, there's a journal called Soft Matter. And don't ask me but uh, how I stumbled across it. But I did. And uh, we're going to find out. Exactly how long it takes, you know, if you're making a schedule, you got to know this stuff. How long it takes an animal to poo, or I should say a mammal. <laughs> a, a mammal to poo. Yes, because apparently it does not matter the size. Now, is that the including mammal. the crossword puzzle? Because I'll do four or five minutes with the no, crossword. No, the crossword puzzles, newspapers don't count. <laughs> okay. Yeah, see, I was going to say, does that count for the actual pooping? Because I know I take a dog out, and it takes her like 10, 15 minutes to find a spot. Spin, she spin. Yeah, spin, spinning. she squats. No, this isn't right. She'll go two feet, sniff that. Go, no, this no, isn't No, we're talking right. about the actual act. Okay. So when they find that place when and they've they done the spinning it. and mm-hmm. all and that. Okay. Ready. Mm-hmm. okay. This sounds like my kind of topic. I'm right here. Right I know. I thought you would like it. Dun, dun, dun. It stinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the information you use and need right here on Animal Radio coming up just around the corner. Let's uh, go to the phones for your calls. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to reach out to the Dream Team. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by VetraScience. Summer is almost here, and you're probably pretty darn excited. I know I am. But is your pet? For them, it means thunderstorms, lightning, fireworks. Talk about anxiety. No one likes to see their furry best friend trembling in the corner with anxiety. And that's where Composure Supplement Chews from VetraScience comes in. And line two. Hi, who is this? Ashley. Hi, Ashley. How are you doing? Hi. Um, I had a question for you. Um. My husband and I owned an outdoor dog a little while ago, and we had to give her away because my husband ended up having really bad allergies from the dog, and we really want to own another dog, and so I was wondering if you recommended any certain type of breed that would work well. Okay. Yeah. What, what kind of dog did you have? We just had a mix. It was a black lab mix. And was the choice to keep the dog outside because of the husband? Yeah, we knew that he had allergies, but we thought if the dog was outside um, that he would be fine, but I would pet the dog and then all the hair would come inside with me and and then he would have really bad allergies. In this oh, case, could yeah. we just have the husband live outside and the dog come in? <laughs> would, that be, would that work? 
<laughs> that's what I say, but he doesn't <laughs> like that idea. <laughs> I was going to suggest to to give up the husband, but I suppose that wouldn't be any more popular. (laughs) But I guess a lot depends on and what how the severity, um, how severe your husband's allergies are. Because if it's mostly like hay fever type signs, you know that's one thing. But you know if we have someone who's really got a a severe allergy where it could be like a life threatening issue, uh, boy, I think you'd have to make some tough decisions there about you know the pet consideration and um, you know whether or not uh, other pets appeal to you as far as, you know, I mean, do you like either cats or, you know, like things like guinea pigs or birds or do any of those kind of pets um, interest you or is it more just dogs you're looking at? Well, I mainly like dogs and he's pretty much allergic to anything with hair <laughs> or fur, <laughs> I guess. So I, a lot of, the, I mean, I, I guess we could go with a fish, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, to me, I guess. it's a little hard to kind of get that bond, uh, that human-animal bond to fish, but, you know, some people do. Yeah. Um, as far as, like, for dogs, I'd say there certainly are some breeds that we kind of characterize as less allergenic. Um, but it, the basic thing with pet allergies, when people are allergic to pets, you know, it's sometimes the hair, but a lot of times it's actually the dander or the saliva. So, you know, you can't really get rid of that with most of any dogs. So... You're always going to have that, but for dogs that shed, um, they spread those allergens more efficiently around the house. So you'll get hairs that distribute that all around for your poor dear husband to have to deal with at a later time. Um, so I would tend to look for dogs that that don't shed, um, and that kind of leaves you in the whole breeds of dog that you know we've got the kind you have to get clipped or shaved, groomed of some sort, um, schnauzers, uh, shih tzus, poodles, um, bichons, and you can always go with, you know, something a little bit different and kind of quirky like the Mexican hairless breed dog, which is, uh, <laughs> which is amazingly one of the most common winners of the ugly dog contest out there. Ah, <laughs> they're, uh, they're just misunderstood. <laughs> but those would be kind of things that I would consider. And, and, you know, going along with that, I mean, you'd have a dog that you'd, you know, have to be prepared for. So I don't know if, if you're prepared for, like, grooming needs, if that's something you could fit into your lifestyle. Yeah, I think that is something I could work with, definitely. And then also there are some shampoos that we might even consider using because we know that, you know, keeping pets dander and uh, the saliva from their hair coat, keeping that to a minimum. So there are hypoallergenic shampoos. Um, some veterinary dermatologists will recommend. Um, there's one called Allerace that I know our local dermatologist recommends, um, not for just the pet's benefit if they have allergies, but for people as well. Um, and that's one thing you can check along with what you have at your uh, local veterinary office. But that might be of some help too to kind of help you and your husband and uh, and the household dog all fit together in one equation here. Let us know if it so, works out, okay? I mean, if you had to get rid of the husband or not, okay? <laughs> okay, okay. well. We hope not, because this is definitely very much like a situation with uh, it's me or the dog. And, mm-hmm. you know, we really, I know we talk about that a lot on this show. And, um, you know, I feel for Ashley, that is a tough situation. If, you, if your heart is for dogs and, you know, a loved one can't tolerate them, you know, does take some accommodations. So if you have more questions for Dr. Debbie, give me a call here at Animal Radio at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, Pat. How are you doing? Hi. Good, thank you. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Tennessee. You are on with Dr. Debbie. Okay. Well, hi um, there. I've got... Hi. How are you doing? Very good. What can I do for you today? Um, I heard a caller 
call in on your show a while ago and mention that they had a dog who had cracked his teeth because they were chewing on some bones. Uh-huh. And we give, we've got a miniature schnauzer who's got very powerful teeth, and uh, we give her those Nyla bones. They're the really hard plastic ones. And she okay. goes through those like every couple of weeks we got to replace them. And I was wondering if those are good for her, if we should be using something else. Well, in general, I think those are really good substitutes when we're talking about the alternatives from, you know, true bones to finding something that's going to be an acceptable alternative. Um, and I think the Nyla bone products are really um, pretty durable. But if you're doing what it sounds like you're doing when they start to show some signs of pieces being chewed or kind of getting broken down, that you toss it and you replace it. Um, because you can even still run the risk that, um, you know, a piece of that bone could get chewed up and swallowed and cause an obstruction. So if they're starting to really get um, some significant damage on that item, no matter how good it is, <laughs> it's best to replace that. Um, and, okay. and you could still feasibly maybe have a situation where um, a dog could crack a tooth on something like a Nyla bone. But um, if they hold up fairly well um, through regular use, then you'll have less of a problem with that than, say, a, a meat bone or steak bone. Okay. Yeah, well, and then, you know, there are, much. you're welcome. And there are some different types of the Nyla bones and the Nyla products. Um, a lot of those types of things, like the Kong toys, um, I'm a real fan of those. If, if your schnauzer is really um, a, an avid chewer, I think those kind of products hold up very well. Um, the main thing is we want to avoid toys or chew items that have little corners um, that have soft parts that can be broken off easily. And then with some of the edible type bones, you know, we watch to make sure that, you know, they may be edible, um, but we we have to watch out because some of those corn-based, cornstarch-based bones or um, potato bones, carrot bones, all of those things can cause just as much a concern. What about rawhide? Uh, You always hear rawhide's trouble. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you know, I, I like rawhides, but I like them in the right uh, use. Um, I'm not a real fan on those little flip chip kind of things um, or the knotted rawhides, but I do like there's a type of rawhide that's a compressed rawhide. And if you have a dog that is an avid chewer and needs to have something to gnaw on and maybe he's not a fan of some of these things like the Kongs or the Nyla Bones, compressed rawhide is the next best thing that I like to use. Um, my labs, um, it could take them hours to get through one versus, you know, a regular rawhide would be, you know, 20 minutes or less in their <laughs> big strong jaws. So, yeah, I think that that's a good alternative as well. one 405 8405 to talk to Dr. Debbie in the segment brought to you by VetraScience. Let this summer be stressless for your pets. With the help of composure from VetraScience, from Glycoflex to multivitamins, your pets will thank you for VetraScience supplements. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405 Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A Canadian man now has to pick up his mail at the post office. Canada's postal system has stopped delivering his mail after a carrier was scared away from his door by what she described as a very threatening cat. 
John Samborski says his eight-year-old declawed black cat named Shadow is gentle and calls the whole situation ridiculous. He told the local paper that Shadow likes to eat, sleep, and cuddle. You could drop a bomb on him and he'd just open one eye, take a look, then close them and go back to sleep. A Canada Post spokeswoman said she hoped for an amicable solution to its dispute with the cat owner, but also added that the carrier who delivered the mail to the house was brought up on a farm and very comfortable with all animals. Animals, just not this cat. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. VW rolls its first large three-row SUV from its Tennessee factory in another step to regaining American customer confidence. A large SUV designed and built in America. It will be available in a four-cylinder and a six-cylinder. And for those that need it, all-wheel drive as well as front-wheel drive, starting at just over $33,000. The best fuel economy you'll get is 25 miles a gallon on the highway. For our AutoExpert.com, I'm Nick Miles. Don't let a scar steal your spotlight. Use Moderma Advanced Scar Gel, the only once-daily formulated scar care product clinically shown to reduce the appearance of scars. Moderma Advanced Scar Gel from the Moderma family of skincare solutions. Check your Sunday paper for a $5 coupon. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. If you're like me, you cannot wait. In just a few minutes, we're going to find out how long it takes for your animal or any mammal to go poo, which is, uh, and I got to say, Dr. Debbie, you're particularly intrigued by this whole thing here. I am because, you know, I think there's so many, you would think there's so many factors that go into this. So I wonder, because we walk my dog and uh-huh. it's like coyotes. We worry about coyotes. So is he trying to pinch it off quickly <laughs> so he can get away from the predators? You know? Hi, Sean. How are you doing? Hi. I have a quick question. I live in Minnesota, so it's a colder climate, and I have 10 acres, and I bought it um, after it was vacant for a couple years, so we remodeled the house and everything, and the pasture has grown up over the last three years, and I was considering buying some goats. Are they very high maintenance, in shots, that kind of stuff? Um, If you could help me out with some information about that. Okay, I'll do my best here. <laughs> well, um, Sean, I'll have to tell you that my majority of my patients are dogs, cats, um, creatures with feathers and scales. Um, but we do occasionally see goats at my office, and most cases of when I see goats is unfortunately when they're attacked by dogs. Um, and they also uh, are prone, the males are prone to urinary blockages. So those are kind of the emergency reasons that why I tend to see goats here. Um, but, but goats can be great pets, and a lot of people really love them as pets, as well as, you know, the milk production and, and all the herd management. So, you know, I, I personally haven't had goats, but I know a lot of people who really love them. In okay. fact, at vet school, we had some goats that were really affectionate, and they always came up to the, the pasture fence, um, and we really bonded with them quite a bit. So they were pretty cool. 
Um, they do have some needs, though, um, and um, a couple things that you'd probably want to keep in mind. Um, they will need some vaccinations, and they do need a really vigorous deworming protocol. And then goats primarily are, you know, hay eaters, so we stay away from the grains, and we try to stay to all the nice grassy hays that um, they just uh, will chew on and hopefully chew on that rather than anything within your household or in the immediate environment. But that's the other thing with goats is you got to be ready for that chewing um, behavior. And uh, you want to make sure that, you know, you don't have anything really valuable when it comes to landscaping. Um, you also want to make sure we keep in mind some uh, safe uh, pet plants as well so that they don't ingest a toxic one. So all those things I would definitely research in your area what you have and what is on your property and, um, you know, then see about getting a, you know, maybe a starter goat because a lot of people, once they get one goat, it's very fast and then they'll start getting another and another and they really do kind of grow upon you. Um, Just don't turn your back on them. (laughs) I have some friends that learned that one when they uh, got the old butt from behind. (laughs) Will it be easy for Sean to find a vet for these goats? In that area of the country, yeah, I do not think you'll have trouble. I can tell you, honestly, here in Las Vegas, we do have a hard time for people finding uh, goats, uh, goat veterinarians. Even in Vegas, huh? Yeah, we have horse <laughs> veterinarians, um, but there's kind of a couple species that fall out of there. You know, uh, potbelly pigs, um, I'm you know, I'm one of several in town that take care of some of these species, but it's sometimes a little hard in areas. But in the Midwest and there, you'll, you won't have any trouble finding a, a good uh, goat veterinarian that can advise of those things. Hello, Animal Radians. It's Robert Simro, your Pet World Insider, here with this week's Animal Radio List, Five Reasons You Should Adopt a Cat. June is Adopt-A-Cat Month and the perfect time for you to consider adopting a cat. And this year, I'm certain more men than ever are heeding this message as well. Why? Well, in recent years, there's been an uptick in men adopting cats. But regardless of your gender, cats can make a wonderful addition to your home, and I'm going to share five reasons why you should welcome a cat into your family. To begin with, you're saving lives. Now, I know that may seem obvious, but for many, it's not. Yes, it's important to find a home for cats in need as they deserve a forever home where they can flourish. However, the saving lives part may also include you and your family members. Studies have shown that pets can lower blood pressure and be tremendous stress busters. Just a few minutes with a cat can make a world of difference in your physical and mental health. Next is that they're non-stop entertainment without the need for a computer or TV screen. Cats are incredibly entertaining creatures who don't need much to find joy in. From a simple box to paper to a ribbon or just looking out the window at the world, a cat's ability to entertain themselves is something that quickly becomes entertaining to all around them. Cats are also able to find joy in just viewing the world from a different angle. Enjoy watching all the different ways your cat finds to rest or relax in spaces and on ledges that simply defy gravity, if not common sense. Next is that they're very intelligent and they take less effort in many ways than dogs do. They don't need a lot of paw holding or opening of doors to use the green room. In fact, most cats figure out the litter box routine quickly and easily. Additionally, they bathe themselves and don't have to be told twice to do so. This is great because it's healthier and safer as putting a cat in water is not a fun chore for those of us who are not scratch resistant. Another reason is that they're easy to adapt into your lifestyle. 
They're independent by nature and don't mind that you have to go to work for long hours each day or might need to continue working for a while when you get home. They're very good at letting you know how much time and attention they need. Then, when their people time tanks are filled, they go back to their safe spaces to relax, observe, and plot. Finally, and this is one that those who aren't cat people just don't get, they're excellent snugglers, and cats are very affectionate. They're able to snuggle themselves in and keep you and themselves warm. They want to be around you and share close moments of tenderness while not crushing you. Yes, almost all cats are lap cats. If you're still not sure, turn on your internet video channels and search for cats doing awesome things like playing keyboards, dressing up like stars, singing, and so much more. Share your reasons to adopt a cat on our Animal Radio Facebook page. This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio, urging you to spay or neuter your pet. Ford will start updating the software in its vehicles over the air, as opposed to owners taking their vehicles into dealerships for updates. Ford will be adding Android Auto and Apple CarPlay to its 2016 Sync 3 equipped vehicles for the first time via a wireless software update. It will happen via Wi-Fi in a similar way to how your smartphone software gets updated. The process was first started by Tesla in early 2015. For our AutoExpert.com, I'm Nick Miles. Get away the Italian way in the new Fiat 124 Spider. With up to 164 horsepower and 184 pound-feet of torque, the Spider is the perfect performance vehicle to rev up for a top-down kind of summer. Visit your local Fiat dealer today. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Fear Free. Fear Free takes the pet out of petrified and puts the treat into treatment. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit fearfreepets.com. I'm Lori Brooks. A small team of women prisoners in Phoenix is working with the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office Animal Safety Unit. Now, they call that MASH. That's their acronym for that. Although, I have to tell you, I don't know how they came up with that. Hmm. But the the program helps to comfort and train animals rescued from really bad situations. Six days a week, the women in this program are transported to the animal shelter in a former men's jail where rows of cells have been renamed Bow Wow Way, Per Lane, Second Chance and Rough Road. That's R-U-F-F. <laughs> now, since the former men's jail was converted into a holding center to provide a safe haven for the animals, that was back in 2000, thousands of dogs, cats, and even a couple of horses have been cared for and adopted. Tiger, a pit bull terrier rescued from a dog fighting ring, became the beloved mascot for MASH during his nearly nine-year stay there before he finally got his forever home. The special unit, by the way, is the only agency, they say, in the country that does all of these things. It investigates animal cruelty complaints. They rescue animals. They house and care for them. And then they arrange for their adoptions, not any other agency does all of those things. Um, in fact, they say the female-only program lasts for 30 days, and the women are interviewed and rigorously screened. And it's a pretty cool program, as one woman says. She's a prisoner. She says, these dogs are locked up just like we are, and they need love just like we do. And when we come here, it's not about us. A guy in Arizona captured a, a viral video of the method that he 
in uh, some twisted way, came up with to scare off a trash-stealing black bear. The video shows a bear approach and investigate a trash can outside of his home. The trash can at this time now has a large, and I mean like two feet long, clown doll strapped to it, which appears to, you know, intrigue the bear, and he comes over to check it out. So the bear then attempts to tip the garbage can over to get that delicious trash from inside, but the movement triggers a motion sensor in the clown doll, which uh, suddenly starts this really creepy loud laugh and flailing its arms, and the clown's eyes are flashing red off and on. Uh, the bear wanted no part of it. He was a little scared and maybe creeped out, too. He stopped its trash digging and fled the scene quickly. I would, too. I don't like clowns. I don't either, Judy. No. And this was pretty funny, but I, I felt sorry for the bear. And um, if you're eating, you might want to put that down for a minute, okay? Uh, just set it aside, because apparently there's more to mammals and their pooping behavior than what we already know. Experts say, this might shock you, it takes an average of 12 seconds for mammals to poop, and remember, humans are mammals too, because it saves them from predators. What? I mean, this sounds crazy. Who's timing this stuff? Well, (laughs) according to studies, mammals take an average of 12 seconds to poop, regardless of their size. So a chihuahua, a cat, a Great Dane, a mouse, or even an elephant, doesn't matter the size. It takes only 12 seconds to poo. This study called the Hydrodynamic of Poo was published in Soft Matter. That's a journal focused (laughs) on research about the chemistry and biology of the poop. scat uh, <laughs> videos of animals on YouTube they say played a huge part in this study. The researchers even expressed some big surprise over the huge number of all of these animal poop vo- videos uh, uploaded on the internet, and apparently they made good use of them. We now have some information we really weren't certain of before. <laughs> That's important to know, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you learn something new every day, and if you haven't learned something new yet, then, you know, we've just provided that maybe. I'm going to time my dogs when I take them out now. <laughs> you said my, and I went, hmm, where's she going Oh, uh, no, no, no. no I'm not going to time uh, I'm now. Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Fear Free. The veterinarian isn't typically thought of as your pet's favorite place to go. With Fear Free, that all changes. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit fearfreepets.com. Hi, friends. This is Dr. Marty Becker, America's veterinarian. As you know, going to the vet can be a traumatic experience for your pet, but it doesn't have to be that way. In fact, vet visits can be something your pet looks forward to. Introducing Fear Free. When your veterinarian is Fear Free certified, you will be assured your pet's vet visit is more free of fear, anxiety, and stress than ever before. Fear Free takes the pet out of petrified, and it puts the treat into treatment. To find a certified Fear Free veterinarian near you, go to fearfreepets.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio celebrating the connection with our pets toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 8405 
can also ask your questions from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Download that puppy now if you haven't. And uh, last last week, in fact, the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about what happens when you lose your pet. Who do you call? I've never lost a pet. Really? Nope. Wow. Lori, have you lost a pet ever? I did when um, I was babysitting uh, my parents' dog. Many, I think this was before the days of microchips. And, uh, yeah, that was a scary time. That was in the days I remember going around and putting up, you know, papers on telephone poles. Please yep. call. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's, he came that's, home, though. Oh, he, on his own? Yeah. Oh, that's good. <sighs> If you're having trouble finding your pet, there's always a PI, a private investigator for your pet. There's actually one that actually looks for animals. That's her job. Her name is Jamie Katz, and she's joining us today. Hi, Jamie. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Very good. So you're a uh, private investigator or a pet detective is what you call yourself. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. How did that come about? What uh, what led to that? So I've uh, always worked with animals Usually it was in a, a rescue fashion uh, since I was, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old. And um, in 2014, my neighbor's cat went missing. And I went online to see if, you know, somebody had found her. She had never been outside before. And uh, she was 14, 15 years old. And I went on Craigslist and I saw this ad. And it said, we're private investigators and we find lost dogs, cats, and gerbils. And then it said, <laughs> I know. <laughs> And then it, it said that we had tracking dogs. And my first thought was, that is so stupid. You know, how can dogs find dogs or dogs find cats? How can that be possible? And then my second thought was, okay, I got to call them. So, <laughs> so I ended up contacting them. And they told me that, you know, they had the handler call me. And they said that she'd be on her way. And I, I, me and my friend waited for three days for these people to show up. And every day they called. Wow. And every day they said they were on their way. And they never showed up. Wow. Wow. So that led me to, uh, you know, I have new focus in life. I needed to find out can lost pets, you know, or can dogs find lost pets? Because if they can, then I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Uh. And um, we found Honey on day three, and she was fine. She was under the house next door, and so now I had a new uh, a new career. What was your career before this? I was actually a private investigator. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was interning as a PI. I've always loved animals. My whole goal in life was to put animals and investigations together or animals and criminal justice together. So do you use a dog in your business? I do. I have two. I do have two dogs. And so what, you, you give them a uh, uh, something to smell and then they go after looking for that smell? Yes. I give them a 100% scent article of the animal that's missing. Okay. It could be a collar that the animal has worn. It could be a Halloween costume that they wore a year ago. So I just need something that's 100% only that animal. And I have two tracking dogs, Gable and Fletcher, and they're absolutely amazing. So were they specially trained to do this or did you train them? Uh, we were trained together, and now we train on our own once a week. They're they're amazing dogs, Fletcher and Gable. Do you use any other uh, techniques or methods to oh, b- yeah. besides the dog? Like what? Yeah, dogs. I, I always tell everybody that the dogs, I don't feel like that's number one to find a lost pet. I feel like awareness is going to be number one. So if, you know, in this world, I 100% believe if you can gain awareness, you can fix something, you can change things, you can find things, you can do anything if you have awareness. So my first, the first thing that we do is we gain awareness. And we do that with signs. But aren't there some towns that don't let you put up signs on, you know, 
they're all over the country. It's illegal. Signs it? are illegal all over the country. Wow! Yeah. Oh, wow! Didn't know that. I didn't either. It makes a, it makes this very difficult. But the way that you work with it is that you put them on private property. So the way that I work my cases is I profile the case and then I tell them where every single sign goes. All they have to do is put the signs up, but they're going to put the signs up according to the closest placement on private property. It cannot go on public property. If you put them on poles, public property, they'll just get taken down, and there's also a chance you can be fined. When did you start your business? How long ago? The end of September 2015. How many cases have you had? About 260. 200? Wow. That's a lot. Wow. So you can make a living at this? Oh, 100%. Totally. How many of those cases uh, were solved? I have closed over, I want to say, 160 of them now. Were there stolen pets that were a part of that count there? About 16 to 17 cases out of the 260 were stolen. So very, very few, not not a big percentage. Wow, that's I didn't realize that many animals had yeah, were I thought, stolen. I thought that was a lot. Oh, you think, oh, you really? See, everybody, when I talk to people, the first thing they say is, you know, my dog was stolen. And usually their dog is not stolen. You know, usually they got out of the backyard or they, they just, they went missing, you know, and people find them and want to keep them. That's more of a percentage that I have of my cases of people finding animals and wanting to keep them. We are with Jamie Katz. She is a pet detective. In just a couple of minutes, we'll find out what you can do to keep your pet from being stolen. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Washing Machine. Hi, it's Washing Machine. It's about, oh, 7 o'clock on Wednesday. So... Good news, bad news. First, I found your lost sock. Exciting. Also, I might have maybe flooded the whole basement. It's going to be pretty expensive. But hey, at least you got that sock. Your washing machine won't pay for water damage. Luckily, one call to the Geico Insurance Agency makes it easy to switch and save on homeowner's insurance. What software will be running the computer in your car of the future? If you'll own a Volvo or an Audi, it may be Google. Not only are Google masters of the internet and the smartphone, but they now want to master the car too. We had previously seen concept cars use a sample system. Both Maserati and Fiat Chrysler have been experimenting with Google in cars. Google is starting to talk about how the system in your car will work. What the system will actually do is not yet clear. For our AutoExpert.com, I'm Nick Miles. Get away the Italian way in the new Fiat 124 Spider. With up to 164 horsepower and 184 pound-feet of torque, the Spider is the perfect performance vehicle to rev up for a top-down kind of summer. Visit your local Fiat dealer today. It's Animal Radio celebrating the connection with our pets. We are with Jamie Katz. She is a real-life pet detective. What's the average time to find an animal? Um, let's see. Usually my closest, my, my case is closed within a two week period. I do two week contracts because I can usually close them within that amount of time. But every case is different based upon, you know, the actual circumstances. How much do you charge? I charge 305 for an over the case, over the phone case, which is going to be a two week contract. And we work together over the phone for two weeks. Anytime something happens, they call me and then we go to the next step. Um, the cases that within an hour away for local cases with tracking dogs, I charge six oh five for a two hour case. Where are you? I'm in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So do you go out of that area at all? I travel all over the country. Uh, there are certain states that I can't actually work inside of. California is one of them. Why is that? I, I don't have my PI license in the state of California. I can work over the phone cases, but I cannot step foot into a, a certain state if I don't have a license in that state. 
and if they require it. And California is one of those. What's the longest time it took you to find an animal? And what's the longest, you know, cold case you started on? Sure. I actually just closed uh, one of the, the, I would say the biggest case I have and the biggest high profile case. It was a dog named Bruno. He was a French bulldog and he was missing for 180 days. And I was on that case since day one. Wow. Um, nobody gives up. We're at work together and we get the dog back. What is the one story that comes to mind? Let's see. I mean, Bruno is humongous. And then I have uh, Finnegan. Finnegan was actually a very difficult case. Finnegan um, is a Bichon that went missing a couple months ago now in Palm Beach Gardens in Florida. And the difficult part about this were that our signs were removed the first day. So as soon as the, the owner put their signs up following the campaign, they were all removed by code enforcement. And um, that's your number one way to get the information we're looking for. So once once that was gone, you know, I was trying to think, how can I how can I help this this case? What can I do to move it forward? And then I thought, wait a second, the owner sent me a video of their dog playing the piano. And I'm not talking just, you know, a dog on top of the piano hitting keys. I'm talking this dog was, you know, hitting keys and singing at the same time. <laughs> and uh, so I said, OK, I'm going to I'm going to call the news. And I'm going to say, hey, look, I need help. I got a lost dog, and he plays the piano. And it went crazy. It went and viral, I mean, huh? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it went viral, but it made it to Good Morning America. It got on World News. It went really crazy. And uh, we, I did have tracking dogs out on that case as well. And it was an amazing case. My dogs took us a mile and a half in different directions, through a hole in the fence, and then found another hole in the fence, and then put us into a neighborhood. And um, within two hours of being in that neighborhood, we had two sightings, which we had no sightings prior to the case of us being out there. And um, within two hours of leaving the case, wherever this dog was, we scared the person who had it. And within two hours, we got the phone call from a cleaning woman who, you know, she was cleaning somebody's house. And we believe that the owner of the house gave the dog to the cleaning lady and said, please give this dog back because we were so close to where she lived. Have you had to pay ransoms? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Has the Internet been very helpful? I mean, I would imagine without the Internet, things would take a long time. Um, the Internet's great. The Internet is great because, it, like you said, it, it, everything goes very quickly once you blast it on social media. Now, the difference with social media, and sometimes it can actually take you very far away from where you're trying to be. And if you post a stolen dog on the Internet, I mean... Think about this, okay? Imagine you're walking your dog outside and you see a stole, you see a sign for a missing dog and it says stolen. What do you think of when you see a sign outside that says stolen dog? It, you don't think of anything you want to be involved in. You think of thugs, you think of prison, you think of drugs, you think of, you know, people who are not the nicest people in the world and I don't want to be involved in something like that, you know? So saying the word stolen, I feel like does attract a negative attention on the internet and it brings a lot of people into a dramatic situation, but those people are online. Mm. You know, they're not in person. So, I mean, the internet is amazing in some ways, and then in other ways, it can it can really mess up a case if it is, you know, a stolen case in that kind of situation. So, I usually don't post stolen dogs until after I get them back, and then you know, okay, it was a stolen dog, unless it was already on the news. If it's already on the news and they said stolen, then that's one thing. Mm. You know. Have you turned away any cases? Well, I, I dropped a case not too long ago. I won't say exact specifics of it, um, but out of nowhere, it was a it was a stolen dog case, 
And I was getting pretty close, I felt, to finding where this dog was. And out of nowhere, the client contacted me and said that if I called again, that he was going to call the police for harassment and fraud. Hmm. So I publicly dropped out of the case. And usually what that means is that they know who took their dog. And I'm getting a little bit too close, and they just just want me to go away. Hmm. So they may have not known who took their dog at the time when it was taken, but now they do. And now he just, you know, he wants the case to be closed. What tips would you give listeners for keeping their pets from being stolen? Make sure you have no holes in your fences. Make sure your gate doesn't open by itself. Um, so make sure you have a fence that is 100% secure. I would say, you know, uh, make sure your pets are microchipped. Make sure you always have a collar on your dog. And if you gave your dog a bath and took the collar off, don't let them back outside until you put it back on. You know, I'd rather have a dog with a smelly collar than no dog. You know, a lot of times I get phone calls, oh, I just gave my dog a bath, they don't have a collar on. Well, have two collars then so that you can switch off and on. How can people reach out to you? My website is pijamiecats.com. We'll put all that information over at animalradio.pet if you're just driving along right now. In fact, anything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.pet. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Take care of yourself. Well, we have uh, learned so much today, especially how long it takes your dog or cat or really any mammal to go poo. Uh, We learned that you can take your cats and dogs and chinchillas and ducks to college with you. And we learned there's someone that can make a living as a pet detective. If you missed any part of this show, head on over to AnimalRadio.pet or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android and listen to it whenever you want. Have yourself a great week. We'll catch you next week for more Animal Radio. Bye. Bye-bye. See you next week. I'm digging row outside for 12 seconds now. <laughs> this is Animal Radio Network. Network.